Welcome to the Digital Leaders Podcast. Today's guest is Jack Parsons. He's CEO of the Big Youth Group and was Young Digital Leader of the Year in 2017. Jack is an entrepreneur who says his mission is to change the world for young people, starting by creating 2 million career opportunities in the United Kingdom before taking that mission global. He's an advisor on youth issues to leading investors and marketing businesses, and he also acts as an advisor on the Prince's Trust and also for Founders for Schools. He's been awarded a large number of prizes, including last year, Most Connected Young Entrepreneur in Europe, Top 100 Most Influential Young Entrepreneurs, Top 10 Young Entrepreneurs to Watch, and the Top 100 CEOs to Follow on Twitter. Hello, Jack, and great to have you on the Digital Leaders Podcast. Hi, Robin. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm so privileged to be able to speak to you today. Well, we're looking forward to hearing what you've got to tell us. So, before we find out a bit more about what you're doing now, can you tell me a bit about growing up, kind of your early influences, and what led to what you're doing now? Me growing up is what's actually influenced everything I do, both for purpose and the work I do professionally. So my upbringing is what I stand for today. So let me tell you a bit about that. So I grew up with an alcoholic parent and I was always, always embarrassed to in school, even up to probably around 15, 16 months ago, to say that I grew up with an alcoholic mum. And my, I, I was never loved uh, by my mum, not her fault, obviously having, having some issues with alcohol, she didn't know what she didn't know. So my upbringing, I become, I grew up very quickly, uh, very at a young age, making sure that we could pay the phone bills, making sure that she wasn't sleeping on her back so she was being sick and choking. So I became a carer for a very young age. And there's good and bad for that. Uh, the, the bad is that I never really experienced being a young person and uh, being a kid and going out and playing and all the stuff that you do do as a, a young a young lad. I was there making sure that my mum was okay. She wasn't trying to fight with anyone uh, when she was under the influence of alcohol and that I could just try and leave the most normalist life I possibly could while trying to go through this school system. So I grew up in Essex. My mum needed help. I become a young carer at a very young age. And at the same time, I was trying to be a normal kid in school. But with that comes a lot of challenges because when you go to school and you've only got one school jumper and these young these young lads and these and young students in the school don't really understand what you're dealing with at home, and nor does the teachers. So I came up against challenges and bullying into, until I became a black belt in judo. And for me, it was just, how can I get out of this bubble? I was never a lazy young person. I did a paper round at the age of 11, time I was the age of 15, and I had three paper rounds and was selling milk to the, to the people that I was delivering the papers to to make some extra cash. And I just wanted a chance in life, but that was very challenging because you don't know what you don't know. You can't be what you can't see. And all I was seeing was a, a single parent 
who looked at the world very negative, said to me that you don't need education. We didn't have access to internet, so digital wasn't really a thing for me. It was literally watched a bit of TV, and that's the only access I had to d- digital, really, is what was being shown on TV. And that is not great influence for it, growing up as a young person, believing what you see on TV. So my role models when I was sitting there watching TV was the likes of Lord Sugar, uh, and that's all I could see. So entrepreneurship came into my DNA very early age because I wanted to get out of the rat race. So it sounds like, I mean, obviously a really tough upbringing and you were saying that kind of the teachers didn't get it either so did you excel at school I mean did you find did exams come easy school was very tough for me I can't pronounce my words properly and I can't spell so going into school was a place where I tried my best to fit in I was more interested in the arts and actually building stuff in materials and how can I build a football stadium so when it came to design and technology that there were the areas that I was interested in when it came to maths and English I really struggled and that was where it all started where the form tutor said to me you're not going to be anything Jack Uh, you can't pronounce your words properly we don't think university is right for you and you should go and work on a construction site And that for me was one of the turning points where actually you've not even asked me what I want to do. You've not really taken time to really get to know me and you're basing my future on some grades. When actually if you sat down and spoke to me, you'd have realized that I've got an entrepreneurial flair. I'm interested in building things and that just wasn't showcased to me. So when everyone got a list of six forms that they should go and study at, this form tutor gave me a list of construction sites that I should go and work on. Now, little did I know is that you can earn more in construction with engineering than you can as a doctor, but that was never showed showcased to me. So that's, I mean, that's such a challenge, isn't it? That, uh, as you say, I mean, enormously difficult to fight a system that thinks, you know, you've got no prospects and you should be working on a building site and that is just going to be lot on life. So how did you figure out for yourself that that wasn't going to be your future and that you could be an entrepreneur? And we'll come on to what you're doing now in a minute, but I think listeners would be really interested to kind of what was that step from, you know, going on a building site and then uh, realizing that you could achieve so much more. They say that don't wait for opportunity, create it. And For myself, there was no opportunity coming anywhere because my network, I I was influenced just by one individual uh, who didn't work and I needed to create something. I didn't know what or how or what to do, but I knew that I had to surround myself with different people that I could learn from. And for me, it was just in my belly. It was a bee in my bonnet to actually try and get myself out of the surroundings I was in. I didn't know where it was going to lead. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just dived into the deep end. But I had a tough upbringing and it has left a mark on my values and what I do today's day. However, my upbringing was not, it's not as difficult as upbringings of young people that I hear every day, Robin. Least I knew my mum was. Least I had a roof over my head and least I turned up to school every day. Some young people don't even get the opportunity to do that. And this is why it's so important for role models 
and access to digital in the world we live in because we can actually pave the way. And you might just be helping a young person and being their everyday role model without realizing it. And that's why I'm so passionate about technology, digital, what social media can do when used correctly. So for me, I had that bee in my bonnet. I had that duvet flip. I wanted to get out of bed in the morning and go and learn. Once you can empower, if you can inspire someone and then empower them through their inspiration, that is when young people become very creative and very talented. That's culminated now in you being chief executive of Big Youth Group. And the, so the, it looks like there might be a clue in the name there, Big Youth Group. What, what is it doing and what, what is its mission? Everything starts as nothing. And that is what was exciting for me with Big Youth Group. It was a, it was a blank canvas to really try and make a difference, to improve the odds for young people to create work and live. So the Big Youth Group is a ecosystem of opportunity, network and mentors for young people to really create how they work, live and build in life. Every day, young people face barriers. Well, actually, not just young people, we all do. How do I read a payslip? Who could mentor me? How do I get a job? And what the Big Youth Group stands for it's paving the way so young people can get ahead without the barriers that stop them. A bit like young Jack, when I was trying to be empowered and get out of my little bubble I was in with no network, is how can we really champion and inspire and listen to young people so they can get ahead in life? So Big Youth Group is a collective of people, services and programs that really help young people in a modern world. And give, give us an example of something you're working on right now that kind of embodies one of those projects or services that you're supplying or, or working with young people on. So let me, give you, let me give you two examples from two different points of view. So one, we've got a national tour across the UK to upskill Britain. We need to help young people to come out of their local areas Young people borough band, if they only know what the surroundings they live in, and that could be Lambeth, for instance, in London, they will only understand what's happening in Lambeth. So how can we inspire them to come out of their comfort zones and really inspire them and empower them to want to take action? So these are very inspirational events across the country to upskill Britain, to motivate young people to really make a difference. And not every young person wants to go and work for someone and not every young person wants to go and start a business. So we really tailor this to the needs of what young people are inspired to do. So that's one side. What I'm really excited about is in the next three, three to four months, we will open our first digital embassy in Brighton. This digital embassy is a safe place for young people to go and work, learn free digital skills. How can we really pave the way so young people can grow and get ahead now, not tomorrow? I mean, that sounds great. Where do these ideas come from, Jack? Is this your creativity or you, you know, can I, yeah, tell me what the inspiration is to come up with an idea like a digital embassy. And how do you get people to back it? I mean, you're obviously someone who can really pull people behind some, some great concept. 
So I've been absolutely lucky to build a what I call a digital black book. I was named uh, last year the most connected young entrepreneur. So some who are listening to this podcast right now will see will, will know me for that guy who's smiling in the selfie with some CEO. And for me, that's how I've really started to pave the way. But the ideas come from not just me, but the young people. So we have access as a collective to 1.7 million young people across the UK. So I get inspired every day by young people. What are the problems? What are the challenges? And what's needed to get you ahead? Now, CVs are dead. Don't look at a CV. So how can a young person really champion themselves to get ahead? Every business needs digital skills. So at the moment, the skills that are being taught in school, FE colleges and university from a digital standpoint are not advanced enough or what the businesses are looking for. So we are going to put a employer first embassy together to really make a difference so young people can gain these skills, get into employment and develop. That sounds like a great idea. And I'm sure there are a lot of people listening on on today's podcast, probably of a similar age and profile to me, knowing how important it is to have young people in your organization. You just intuitively seem to know uh, what's out there that you can use to sort of advance your business or to problem solve or to cut costs or to save time and energy to help everyone work a bit smarter. So, so that sounds like um, there'll be a lot of people interested. You've talked about sort of people's experience in a borough level at Lambeth, you're talking about your kind of UK roadshow, but I did hear that this mission is sort of going abroad as far as, did I hear you're in New Zealand the other day? Yes, so I've had, opportunity, opportunity makes opportunity and I've been so humbled and lucky to get the opportunity by the New Zealand government to go and visit young people in the local area and I was a bit scared because I don't like flying I have a fear of flying and I thought okay it's okay we can make sure it works I can take a sleeping pill I can get on the plane and we can make it happen but when I heard that it's going to take 27 hours to get there and it's going to take three plane journeys and while suffering with some mental health issues it was quite challenging I nearly cancelled it made me very anxious, Robin. Um, this is a great opportunity to go to a fantastic country and really get on the ground and hear from the young people what their struggles are from a different, on the other side of the world. But there was a blocker in my life and that blocker has been my mental health. And for me, I nearly cancelled that trip. I looked at ways, how can we make this trip happen? So a good friend of mine, Ben Towers, who's also a young digital leader, I said to him, look, come with me, support me, help me on that plane journey. And he said, yes. And we got through that period. And I landed in Auckland to start with uh, in New Zealand. And the roller coaster started. And we got to meet young people. We got to meet businesses. Uh, the amount of things I, I must have done a whole country tour in five days at the end of it. Uh, my voice was uh, broken because I couldn't speak anymore. We see tribes, we got welcomed and it was just really good to understand young people from a different culture and what their struggles with. 
And one of their biggest issues is um, one in four suffers with suicidal thoughts because it's the land of isolation. And how can we really pave the ways to help young people in New Zealand become more digital savvy? At the moment, they're still six, seven years away from where they need to be, where the UK is currently is. Their only apprenticeship is a construction print, a construction apprenticeship, which is four years long, way too long for a commitment for young people. So I shared these insights. And what, what's happened is that new, the New Zealand government wants to continue the conversation. Something very special is going to be announced very soon both on a personal level to me, but also on a business level, which is really exciting. So the big youth group will have a standing point in New Zealand, and we will now become a global organization to really pave the way to improve those odds for young people. And it, I'm just here smiling right now, Robin, because that mission can't be done alone. It's got to be done with the support of people, the support of businesses, the support of government, but also the support of digital. And that is why I am so excited to embrace this new adventure that I'm experiencing, how we can really help young people. And the focus for New Zealand is digital first. Well, that, I mean, first of all, it sounds like it was a huge challenge to actually get out there, but it sounds like an incredibly worthwhile trip and that good things are going to flow from it. So... You talked there, you mentioned there kind of mental health. Obviously, that's in the news a lot linked to being online, but also the pressures of being an entrepreneur and a young entrepreneur. So I'd be interested to kind of hear how much of a challenge that is and what you think, I suppose, from your, it's always helpful to speak from a personal perspective, I guess, kind of, what, you know, what young people face and if you do have challenges you know how, how do you deal with that so every everyone and every young person deals with mental health challenges different ways and you can never put yourself in someone's shoes because you're never in their mind but from personally point of view i suffered really really bad with my mental health it hit me like a brick wall one moment i'm fine Next minute, I'm getting anxious. I'm having suicidal thoughts. The, the, the ironic thing is, Robin, is I was named the most connected young entrepreneur, but I've never felt so lonely at times in my journey. And, and I think that is part of my own fault in running at 100 miles per hour, trying to be Superman. Uh, I think that's part of um, having so much exposure to the network. So digitally, I reach 8.2 million people organically monthly on LinkedIn alone. And a lot of messages, 700 people reach out a week for a coffee. And it just gets a bit overwhelming. So one thing that I had to come to terms with is to understand that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to speak about your mental health. It's okay not to know the answers and get comfortable with being alone. And as soon as that happened, it started to empower me. It started to empower me to want to make change. Summer 18, I went through a really difficult stage, and I did try to commit suicide. And for me, that was a stage of my life where I didn't want to be here anymore. 
And from the art point of view, looking in from social media and looking in through the work I was doing, I had no worries. I was living in a million pound apartment with a swimming pool. I was running a business and uh, the big youth group and, and actually every day delivering my passion in life, my duvet flip to help young people. I had a good collective of friends. I'm financially stable. I had no worries with what normally normally are the worries for young people when they're facing mental health. And I can't sit here and say what caused my issues or what made me hit that brick wall, but I hit that brick wall. And then I became very reliant on not wanting to go out, shutting my curtains, cancelling meetings, not because I was busy, it's because I'd rather just sit at home and be alone. And that is the, that's the, that's the goddamn truth is that I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore. I didn't want to help young people. How can I help young people if I can't help myself? And all this shiny light and this girl, this guy who's changing the world and um, improving the odds and this superpower force of nature, which was the press was saying, all become overwhelming and it kind of you have to kind of put a face on when really i realized that actually and uh one of um the president of uh digital leaders jacqueline said to me jack you have to find the miracle in every situation because it is there and i'm going to help you find it and she's been an absolutely rock so thanks to digital leaders in- introducing us uh, she's become a not just a friend not just a mentor, but a friend to me and someone who I can speak to openly. And she's really helped me overcome a lot of challenges. And I always do things about ratios. Right now, Robin, and for the last three to four weeks, I'm operating at probably about 98% with my mental health in terms of that being best in in uh, summer when I wanted to commit suicide when I tried to commit suicide when Ben Towers uh, stopped me uh, I was probably operating at about 30% so I've come a long way I've still got that 2% to go mental health can hit me at any time and I know that so it's making sure I bring in the good people I breathe and I realize that actually I'm human. I can't change the world on my own. Rome wasn't built in the day, but it was built. But it was built by a a lot of good people, architects, builders. How are we going to get the sewer pipe in? So what I'm on a mission to do, to to change the world for young people, which is a big, bold mission. I know I can't do it alone. I I know that it's bigger than me. It's bigger than big youth group. But if I can pave the way, and leave a legacy, maybe just that young person who was just like me, who just may still have suicidal thoughts, might just spark something or an interest that stops them from doing that and empowers them to be who they are. Well, well, well done for talking about it so openly, Jack. I mean, I think there's probably so many people on this podcast who are listening to what you've just said and thinking... You know, first of all, how enormously brave you are to talk about it. But secondly, they will have all had their own personal experiences, either themselves personally or with friends. And, uh, you know, your personal tribute to Jacqueline Rockers just shows the importance of, you know, of your network, of your friends, and people around you that can reassure you that 
such a tough, it's such a tough one, isn't it? That as you say, you can be in such a position of, you know, to the outside world, appearing to have it all. And uh, our mind can just uh, not help us uh, in that situation. So thank you very much indeed for talking so openly about that, you know, because you are you know, such an inspiration and what you're doing with Big Youth Group, you know, it makes it even more incredible that you're achieving that, given that it's not like you're, a, you know, you spend your life just being positive 24-7. You're struggling like a lot of people do uh, with mental health challenges. So, and um, I just yeah. want to add, add there, Robin, what empowers me right now is that I was so close, so close to not being here anymore. And there's so many people on this podcast who are very pleased you still are, Jack. So, and I think when you get in that bubble, it's okay. Today has passed, tomorrow's a new day, you can do it. And one of, one of the and I, I, mental health is it's, it's an area that a lot of people are talking about. And I love that it's it, over the last two years, it's really had a voice. There's so much more needs to be done. I know there's some great people doing some great work out there, but it's such an important topic. And the only reason I feel comfortable right now on this podcast saying where I was in a dark place is that I want to be able to empower just someone to, to know that it's okay. And it is okay not to be okay. And for me, if I can do that, I've done my bit. Awesome. And we should also do a, a shout out to Ben Towers. You've mentioned a couple of times. So I know he's a, also been a great mentor and friend to you. Ben has been absolutely brilliant. And He's a really good, close friend of mine. Uh, we're both in the entrepreneur space. He's doing some amazing work at the moment around uh, health outcomes for young people with a health app. And we just get each other. And it's funny, I, 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 not enough young entrepreneurs help other young entrepreneurs. And I think it's all about not working in silo, sharing networks and supporting each other. And there's something me and Ben are trying to do. We're trying to be everyday role models for everyone. And yes, Ben has been great for me. Uh, I couldn't wish for a better friend. And we all have that friend. We all have that special friend. Uh, One of the things that you and Ben have in common is that you're both young digital leaders and you won Young Digital Leader in 2017 and you've now returned uh, to be a judge on the Deal 100 Awards, which we're very pleased you're doing. How important do you think it is for leaders of organizations, a lot of them hiring young people, to understand the digital world? And you touched on a little bit of that today. Digital leaders of today need to empower and be everyday role models for the digital leaders of tomorrow. It's all about diversity of thought. And we need to embrace skills, thought process, and being a digital leader to young people so they can pave the way for the generation after us and i mean my generation digital leaders can do so much to micro mentor and just inspire young people on why digital is important and digital is important to different organizations and different industries for different reasons so empower and embrace that and really bring young people into that conversation and that is the important thing 
is bringing young people into the conversation so you can hear it from their point of view. For instance, a young person, they grew, they, they was born after Facebook, after social media, after all these technology and digital solutions out there. They're, they're digital natives. This is what they know and it's what they only know. They don't re- remember your days, Robin, when you had you, your your phone was the size of the brick. <laughs> I am well. I am famous for being mistaken for your father or grandfather. I think it is. I can't remember which one it is. But. Well, well, last year it was that it was my dad, but this year it's grand- grandfather, isn't it? <laughs> I, I've shaved off my beard in an attempt to look younger, Jack. So uh, I'm I'm doing my best. So. Um, on a let's let's finish with I've got my three quick fire questions for you, Jack. Now I know you're dyslexic, as is my youngest son. So uh, I, you can you can riff on our first question, which is what one book would you recommend to our listeners and why? So I don't get the opportunity to read as much as I would love. One, I find it difficult to read. Secondly, time schedule uh, is crazy busy uh, however one book that really really has resonated with me and the book that i actually completed and was the intelligent entrepreneur and it's by bill murphy it's a book that's been out for a good 15 years and that book i would recommend anyone who wants to have that entrepreneurial mindset Remember, you can be an entrepreneur with inside a business as well. You don't have to go and create a business to be an entrepreneur. I would say pick up that book. You can find it at WH Smith. I don't know Bill Murphy. This is not a sell. It's a good book to really pave the way of your thinking in becoming that intelligent entrepreneur. Great recommendation. I shall, I shall be getting a copy of that myself. The one person I would love to have lunch with and why, and they can be living or dead. So one individual that I have met, I've not had lunch with her, but I have met, is a fantastic woman called Sarah Wood. What she is about and what she has done, I'm not too sure if you, if you're, um, if you know Sarah Wood, Robin. Do you know Sarah Wood? I don't. It may be that podcast listeners do, but um, yes, Sarah does. Is, Sarah started a video marketing company called Unruly. And she is just a superstar, how she manages work-life balance. She is just someone that I am so inspired to watch as a, as a leader and how she just embraces being a parent, running this business that she sold to News UK, uh, and then goes on to champion women, technology, young people. She is what every leader should be embraced to be like. I think currently she sits as chairman of Unruly and she's just an incredible woman. Most importantly, she does what she says she's going to do. And that is so important. There's too much talk out there at the moment. Start putting action to words and make stuff happen. And she's one of them that does it. I don't know whether Sarah is a member of the digital leaders community, but um, she probably should be uh, booking lunch with you soon, Jack. I think she's discovered <laughs> that now you've, now you've told us all this. So our last question is what one thing about you can you tell us that will be a surprise to listeners? 
one thing about me that might be a surprise when I do get time throughout my mental health, I needed to find a hobby. Yeah. I needed to find something that would take myself away from my work, away from getting into a black hole. And that hobby was street dancing. And what I did from YouTube, and I never believed that actually you could sit on YouTube and learn. I thought, oh, is that actually true? But I tried it and I watched video after video after video. And now I've been able to get an opportunity to dance with the backing dancers of Little Mix. And they've actually said, Jack, you're kind of like a semi-pro dancer now. And you could go onto my Instagram and see me do my little stuff. But I, over the last six, seven months, I've been practicing to street dance uh, to become a dancer. So that's something that... yeah. Not everyone will know, considering I'm quite short and I've not got long legs. Uh, but hey, I can, you know what? Put a bit of tiny temper on, I can street dance to it. So Fantastic. what people won't know is that I love, I've self-taught dancer. I've uh, been told that now nah, I'm at semi-pro level. I've got the opportunity to go and uh, get some lessons with a little mix back and singer, uh, back and dancer, sorry. It's something that just breaks me away from the real world. Smash it out the park, Jack, with your unlikely thing that we'd be surprised to hear. Well done. So, Do you want to join me on stage, Robin? <laughs> uh, in what world? Uh, in what capacity, I think? Is that dad, da- dad dancing, clearly? <laughs> dad dancing. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jack, wow. Well, it's, I'm sorry to say we are out of time, but thank you so much for being on the Digital Leaders podcast. Do you know what? I only get involved with things that I truly believe in and what you and the team do at Digital Leaders is absolutely brilliant. The community you've built, the work that you do, everything's by the book. I've been, I've seen the judging process. I just think it's absolutely amazing. And I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of the digital community. I'm a big fan of digital skills and I just can't, wait to see the growth every year on year. Now this is my third year being involved with Digital Leaders on how it's just inspiring young talent, but also everyday talent to empower, to think about digital more. So I want to say on behalf of myself, on behalf of young people, but also on behalf of everyone in your digital community, and I'm sure they won't mind me saying, thank you, Robin, thank you, Louise, and thank you for the rest of the team for paving the way with talking about digital and actually doing something about it. Brilliant, Jack. Take care. Brilliant. Take it easy. Bye-bye. That is it for this episode of the Digital Leaders Podcast. Now, of course, we would love to know your thoughts. Tag us at at DigiLeaders and let us know. And if you want to find out more about today's guest, head on over to our website, digileaders.com forward slash podcast and we have all that information there. That is it for this week. I'm your host, Robin Knowles. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Digital Leaders Podcast.